So how the exchange of gases happen in human body? Students see this diagram, see this is a model of human body. You can see that here is the skeleton, the bones of our body. Okay, so students, uh, firstly you see over here, the red structure that you can see, the white bones, those are over it, the white bones over the red structure, this one, okay, see this. So here a cage type structure is being formed, that is called the rib cage. The whole structure is called rib cage. Rib cage, this is very important structure students. And students, the part that is in red, these are two organs. Those are called lungs. Lungs. We have two lungs in our body. One is this, in the left side of the body, and one is the right side. Two lungs. Okay? And rib cage protects the lungs, students. Because lungs are delicate and can easily be damaged. That's why those are inside the rib cage. So the rib cage protects the lungs inside. And these lungs are the most important organ of the so students, exchange of gases during respiration. So students, we have studied earlier that during respiration, exchange of gases happen in our body. We excrete carbon dioxide, you might remember, and we take in oxygen. So how does all this happen? That we are going to see. So students, firstly, we will see how in human body that this exchange of gases happen, okay? And all the other big animals like in tigers, elephants, the system of exchange of gases they have that is more or less same, okay? So we don't need to see much about them if we study about humans. But in some animals like in fish, we have a complete different mechanism. We'll see that too. And in plants, how the exchange of gases occur, we will see that too. So students, before we proceed, we need to understand the term that is diffusion. In fact, you may have studied about this in your lower classes or you might have forgotten. So let me recap. We'll do an experiment to understand this. Suppose this beaker has water in it. And we put in a drop of ink, a drop of ink in this water, okay. So pay attention students, when we put in this ink, we have put in the ink in just a small part of the water, okay. We just put in a drop of ink and that is also in the small part, okay. But students, you can see if we wait a little bit, then the ink will get spread like this in broader area. And if we wait a little bit more, then the ink will get spread completely in the water. So you note students that we haven't spread the ink, the ink is being spread on its own. We just put in the ink in a small region and that got spread in larger area. And it got spread completely on its own, okay. So the thing that is happening here, that is actually illustrating diffusion. See students, there is a phenomena in which that the things, those are in high concentration, high concentration, move toward the things of low concentration. Move from high concentration toward the low concentration. Let me explain. At first, the ink is only in this part. The portion that I have circled in green, only in that part, that means the region is of high concentration for the ink. But in the other part, there is no ink, so that that is in low concentration for the ink. Okay. And because things tend to move from high concentration to low concentration, that's why this ink will also try to do the same and see it will spread and occupy more space now this region over here is of high concentration and the outside region is of low concentration so again ink will move from high to low concentration and keep spreading like this okay and it will keep spreading until it is mixed with all the water so this phenomena of things of moving from high concentration to low concentration that is known as diffusion and this thing happens everywhere i mean in lot of cases like you see this photograph this is a liquid of blue color and we have put in some small particles of red color in it. So this region will be of high concentration for the presence of the particles. And this is low concentration. 
so these particles will try to move from high to low concentration so it will move like this and it will spread in the whole liquid like over here okay then students you may also see here that there is a membrane in between a thin layer is there okay this is so thin that the particles can cross this like from here to here see how is the concentration of the particles over here students high high and in this region in the other side of the membrane the concentration of the particles is low so students what will happen here particles will try to move from high concentration to low something like this so the particles will come towards this side and after a while the particles will increase over here okay so the phenomena of this diffusion also happens in our body and this is a very important phenomena in fact not only in our body but in other animals and plants body too so how the exchange of gases happen in human body students see this diagram see this is a model of human body you can see that here is the skeleton the bones of our body okay so students uh, firstly you see over here the red structure that you can see the white bones those are over it the white bones over the red structure this one okay see this so here a cage type structure is being formed that is called the rib cage the whole structure is called rib cage rib cage this is very important structure students and students the part that is in red these are two organs those are called lungs lungs we have two lungs in our body one is this in the left side of the body and one is the right side two lungs okay and rib cage protects the lungs students because lungs are delicate and can easily be damaged that's why those are inside the rib cage so the rib cage protects the lungs inside and these lungs are the most important organ of the respiratory system okay the exchange of gases that happen in our body the most important organ in that process is lung that's why i'm telling you about it before anything else then students see this is the diaphragm we have seen earlier about it it's a shield like structure so students you can see that over this diaphragm there are lungs inside the rib cage and below the diaphragm you may find something like the intestine see this is the small intestine and this is the large intestine large intestine we have already studied about this before so students we can write here that lungs are inside rib cage okay over the diaphragm over the diaphragm in the chest cavity the cavity over here students over the diaphragm inside the rib cage over the diaphragm inside the rib cage the cavity that is here the space that has the lungs that place is called the chest cavity a very simple thing the cavity is situated at the chest region so this is called chest cavity and lungs are located here and this chest cavity is also technically known as thoracic cavity so students the things that i wanted to tell you is that the organs named lungs are two in number and where are they located and those are the most important organ of our respiratory system students okay and why is that most important that you will understand in some time now students i'm going to show you another photograph see with attention don't get confused don't get confused at all so students first of all see this diagram concentrate on this you may understand that this one this one or this one too these two are our lungs okay i haven't made the rib cage here because if i make that then this diagram will become unnecessarily complicated the thing that is below here that is our stomach okay so students i want to tell you that the organs of digestive system and the lungs what is the relative position of those okay you can see that the stomach is under the lungs and the red color layer that you can see can you guess what is that that is diaphragm diaphragm okay so below the diaphragm we have our digestive system stomach and intestine below that 
and over the diaphragm there is the respiratory system you see there are the lungs okay now see students what happens here how food enters a body that we have already studied see this mouth through this mouth food enters a body and then through this path through this path it comes down the tube is not being shown and then through this the food comes down okay and the pipe over here what is this called can you remember this is called food pipe food pipe also figures okay so through this way food comes down in our body comes to the stomach and go even downwards now see how air comes down in our body how that enters you may understand through this nose air comes inside our body and then like this through this path it comes downwards now see over here the way of food and air the path that is being overlapped through the same path food came down and through the same path air is also coming down but over here air changes its path and through this tube it goes down and through this tube it enters the lungs okay so this is the path of air of air it entered through the nose the path of food and air is different air enters through nose and food through mouth then a little bit of their path overlaps but eventually they come out from two different tubes the tube over here students this tube this one through this the air comes down we call this windpipe windpipe the pipe through which air is coming down that is called windpipe and the pipe through which food is coming down that is called food pipe so you look at this diagram carefully you will understand that food and air food and air how both of those comes down in our body and how their related organs are placed in respect of each other okay now you concentrate on this diagram i have only made organs related to respiratory system and not the stomach and all okay see, uh, see the lungs over here see this one is the lung this is the other one and this is the tube through which air is coming to the lung so what are the different parts of this that we are going to see so students see i have labeled different parts over here see air enters through this path through our nose in our body and this passage is called nostrils the two holes that we can see from the outside in our nose they are actually nostrils and then this path continues forward and here it is called nasal passage or cavity through which air crosses and it comes down through this path and finally reaches the lungs so all the in between parts are labeled here the part that is over here that is called pharynx students see we have talked about that through the mouth food enters and then that goes to another pipe so pharynx is the region where food and air uh, food and air both crosses and then if you concentrate on air then you see it crosses through this organ and this organ is called larynx which is also called sound box or voice box students the different types of voices that we can produce the various talks we can do that is achieved with the help of this here we are not going to study about this in detail because from the point of respiration this is not an important thing okay so crossing this the air comes downwards the air comes downwards the pipe like structure over here it's a very important part this is called trachea or it is also called windpipe please note the spelling then students see this trachea gets divided into two parts one goes into this lung and other one into the other lung and that is not been shown as in both the cases the structures are same so the two divisions that is created is called bronchus 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 is singular form and its plural is bronchi okay as here are two tubes so we will use the plural form more often bronchi bronchi and if we want to talk about only one tube then we have to say bronchus okay students then this bronchus you can see it gets distributed into many many small and thin tubes it gets divided and these thin tubes are called bronchioli 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 
if we talk about a lot of them then bronchioles then students a very important thing the bronchioli finally comes to a bag like structure a bag like structure a slack like structure to a ball like structure and we call those small ball like structures alveolus alveolus is singular and its plural is alveoli alveoli to visualize this let me show you a colored photograph see students the tube you can see here this is actually bronchioli this is actually bronchioli and all these small balls you can see they are actually alveoli alveoli is plural okay students i have made black and white diagram over here because if you are uh, asked to make a diagram in exam then you will also need to make something similar to this isn't it this is very good for understanding alveoli is very important students you may understand what happens is that air comes inside from this path through nostrils nasal passage pharynx trachea then bronchus then bronchus then bronchioli and finally air comes to alveoli that is the final destination for the air in this entire path air gets stored in this small bags okay then students here we haven't talked about another structure that you can see this structure over here see this one this is called bony palate this is structure of bone students which separates the air passage and the food passage so that they do not get mixed so here are one or two more things that i would like to note first thing is students see this nostrils or the nasal passage they have mucus and hair and hair in nostrils we have mucus and hair that you can see and they have some particular purpose students the air th that we intake in our body that may contain a lot of dust particles due to pollution okay that shouldn't reach our lungs otherwise lungs may get harmed so this hair and mucus trap those dust particles so that only the fresh air can go inside so this is the role of mucus and hair so mucus and hair in nostrils and nasal passage blocks dust particles from reaching to lungs then students see here is another term about which we haven't talked till now rings of cartilage okay see this tubes this tubes has some ring like structures around it these are made of cartilage students cartilage is a sort of soft bone you can say that cartilage is something that is like a soft bone okay so you can see these are all around the windpipe and they kind of provide uh, protection to the windpipe and also provide toughness so that the windpipe never gets collapsed so we can write rings of cartilage prevent collapsing of trachea in any situation and then finally students i would like to write another thing the lungs have a membrane like structure around it which sort of protects the lungs that you can say which is called pleura okay this is a membrane covering lungs okay students okay so we have understood till now that how air comes and gets stored in this sacs but after that after reaching this alveoli what happens to it that is what we want to see to understand that students we will make a magnified view of an alveoli okay we will make a magnified view of an alveolus and the tube that is attached with it which tube is that bronchioli okay through this air comes and gets stored in this which contains a lot of oxygen as if the air is coming from the atmosphere and we all know that it has 21% of oxygen this oxygen is very useful to us students you remember the aerobic respiration aerobic respiration we have studied in that chemical reaction occurs 
with the help of oxygen and energy is produced and our body uses that energy. Can you remember? So this oxygen gets used in that. But students, here is a problem that the aerobic respiration that happens in which place of our body that takes place that happens in different parts of the body in different cells. Like if we are doing an activity with our hand, then the cells of our hand will need a lot of energy. So in these cells, aerobic respiration starts to happen. That means these cells need oxygen. So the point is, from this alveoli, how oxygen reaches the cells? How does it reach? That we will see. For this moment, suppose somehow oxygen reached these cells. How does it reach? That we will see. But what will happen after it reaches? Here a chemical reaction will occur through which energy will get produced, which will be useful for our body. And students, you may remember that carbon dioxide also gets produced in that chemical re reaction of aerobic respiration. And that carbon dioxide is a waste product which needs to be extracted from our body. So what happens? The carbon dioxide that gets created in the cells because the reaction is taking place in cells, somehow that comes back to the alveoli, okay? And then through the path oxygen came inside, through the same path carbon dioxide gets extracted students. So you can understand the overall process that oxygen rich air that comes inside our body through this path which is the alveoli and that uh, somehow reaches the cell of body. There the chemical reactions of aerobic respiration takes place that we have studied through which energy gets produced but in that reaction carbon dioxide gets produced which we need to extract from our body. So from the cells, somehow that carbon dioxide reaches this alveoli and from the alveoli through the same path, through the exact same path, it gets extracted from the body, okay? So this is the overall process of respiration. In this, the thing that we haven't seen yet is that how the gases reach the cells of our body. So let's see. Students, concentrate on this photograph. See, this is the bronchioli and it has many air sacs attached with it. That is called alveoli, alveoli, okay? You can see, students, Around it, there are a lot of thin tubes and these thin tubes are called blood capillaries. Blood capillaries. See, we will discuss about blood and blood capillaries in detail in the upcoming lectures of the chapter circulatory system. Circulatory system. Here we will discuss in less detail. Okay. So these thin blood capillaries, this crosses over the alveoli like this. Capillary means thin tube. Capillary means thin tube. Okay. These capillaries have another important factor. These are thin and blood crosses through these. Blood crosses through these. But the walls of these are also very thin. Thin walls. The walls these have are really thin. The reason behind this is that through these walls, gas can get diffused. Gas can flow from outside to inside and the other way. Thin wall. And if these were very thick walls, then what would have happened? Exchange of gas couldn't have happened. So as these are thin, that's why the exchange of gas can happen through this. See students, you may also notice another thing over here that these tubes are of two colors. One is in blue and another one is in red. See what's happening is that blood is coming from here. Okay, blood is coming and that gets divided into these thin capillaries and after being collected, it's getting back through these tubes. But the incoming blood is different and the outgoing blood is also a little bit different. In the incoming blood, a lot of carbon dioxide is mixed and in the outgoing blood, it has a lot of oxygen. So generally, in biology students, the blood that contains a lot of oxygen that is generally represented with red. And the blood that contains a lot of carbon dioxide that is generally represented with blue. It's not like that the blood seems blue. Blood is always red. 
Yes, this is true that the oxygen-rich blood will seem brighter and the carbon dioxide-rich blood will look a little bit dull, dark. Okay, and it doesn't look blue, but still in biology that is represented in blue so that it can get easier to understand. Now see what happens. From here the blood comes in which a lot of carbon dioxide is mixed. And see, when it will pass over the alveoli and alveoli contains a lot of oxygen. A lot of oxygen is there and carbon dioxide is very less. So here the process of diffusion gets started. So through this blue tube, carbon dioxide gets diffused and gets inside the alveoli, okay? Carbon dioxide to alveoli, okay? Being diffused, diffusion, okay? By diffusion. The blood that is coming in that carbon dioxide is in high concentration, okay? And in the alveoli, oxygen is more and carbon dioxide is less. So carbon dioxide will go from high concentration to low concentration through diffusion. Okay. At the same time, in the alveoli, oxygen is in high concentration. Inside the alveoli, oxygen is in high concentration. The oxygen gets extracted and it comes inside these capillaries. So now the blood that is coming out of this place that contains a lot of oxygen. So you may understand what is happening here. Diffusion is playing a very important role over here. Blood comes with carbon dioxide and through diffusion, uh, through diffusion it leaves the carbon dioxide in the alveoli. And from that place it picks up oxygen and it flows away with the oxygen. Now students, this blood will reach to different parts of the body and when that will reach the different parts, it will also bring blood to those parts. So in this way, when blood capillaries will reach here, the cells, then they will bring oxygen. Now students, let's talk about the cells in detail. Pay attention. These are a little bit difficult. You will get to understand in circulatory system in detail where we will discuss again. The cells we have around them, there are blood capillaries like this. Around them, there are blood capillaries like this. In a way, something like this. Now see students, what happens is that the blood over here that comes out with oxygen will go to different parts of the body. So it will come over here. It will bring oxygen with it. So you may understand what will happen. This oxygen will get diffused through the capillaries to the cells. So the cell gets oxygen. And because in the cell aerobic respiration is taking place, so carbon dioxide is being produced and that will be in a lot of amount. That carbon dioxide gets diffused from cells to these capillaries. Okay. So all these blood carrying tubes takes uh, carbon dioxide and flows away through this. So students, you can understand how the whole mechanism is taking place. With the help of blood, transportation of gases is happening. From here, blood takes oxygen from alveoli and brings that oxygen to the cell in this way. In this way, and blood comes here. Here, blood gives oxygen to the cells and takes the carbon dioxide from there. Okay. It takes carbon dioxide and again comes back to the alveoli. It gives the carbon dioxide in alveoli and the carbon dioxide that comes in alveoli that gets extracted through this way, students. So you can understand how this transportation of gases is actually happening through blood. Okay. If you didn't get this part fully, then you don't need to get tensed. You can always go back and reverse the video. And even though you cannot understand, then in the chapter of circulatory system, you will see all this in much more detail. Here, if you can at least understand that this exchange of gases from alveoli to the cells of oxygen and carbon dioxide, that is actually happening through blood, then that is sufficient. That is sufficient. Okay. So students, what is the full process here? We intake oxygen-rich air through this part, through this part. The air comes inside and reaches the alveoli. 
and then with the help of blood the oxygen it has reaches the cell okay in the cells aerobic respiration takes place and carbon dioxide gets produced and energy is also produced that carbon dioxide then with the help of blood comes to alveoli and then gets extracted through this so students generally two terms are used here breathe in for which the technical term is inhalation inhalation and the second one is breathe out for which the technical term is exhalation okay so students when we intake air we intake the air that is called breathe in breathe in taking in inhalation and when we extract air from out of our body that is called breathe out extracting the air exhalation so students why do we breathe in to get oxygen to get oxygen and why do we breathe out to get rid of carbon dioxide to get rid of carbon dioxide now students let's see an interesting thing over here that you might understand that the air we take in in students the air we take in is the air of atmosphere how much amount of oxygen is in there you know that it has 21% oxygen in it if we are intaking oxygen from the atmosphere then it has 21% of oxygen in it and if we talk about carbon dioxide then it is very less 0.04% there is also water vapor water vapor is also present very less there are nitrogen and other gases too but they don't have any important role here so we are not talking about those so when we breathe in and the air we intake that contains a lot of oxygen less carbon dioxide and water vapor is also very less but students the air we breathe out that we extract what may happen there what do you think does that also contain this much amount of oxygen 21% no students obviously the amount of oxygen is very less in that it's around 16% and why does this happen because we breathe in that time it has a lot of oxygen but we use some of it in the aerobic respiration isn't it some of the oxygen gets used in aerobic respiration that's why very little oxygen gets left the air that is coming out contains less oxygen and what is your thoughts about the carbon dioxide that must have increased as carbon dioxide is produced so it must have increased it is produced in our cells and gets put in our alveoli so carbon dioxide gets increased and becomes 4.4% okay and what do you think about water vapor students the air we are intaking that contains very little amount of water vapor okay but the air we breathe out what will happen in that think and tell students water vapor is very high in the air we breathe out let me remind you a little bit that the aerobic respiration that takes place in that energy is produced carbon dioxide and also water is produced students water is also produced as that is not harmful and that's why we don't discuss about it that much so the water that is produced in the process that is also gets extracted from our lungs in the form of water vapor that also gets extracted in some amount so the air that goes inside contains small amount of water but in the aerobic respiration more water is formed and from that some amount of water gets extracted with carbon dioxide through the same path so the outgoing air the air we breathe out has lots of water vapor students so students let's talk more about breathing and breathe out see when you inhale at that time the chest part of your body gets expanded gets expanded and contracted during the time of breathing in that expands and during the time of breathing out that contracts suppose you do i breathe in i breathe out i breathe in i breathe in and my body's chest region got expanded now i breathe out and my chest region got contracted so what is going on in our body that is what we want to look at 
see this diagram will explain the breathing situation and this one will explain the other one so students you can see these are two lungs this is the windpipe and the thing here is actually the ribcage ribcage is also on the top but i am not making it because that will unnecessarily complicate the diagram now see at the bottom the thing that is denoted in red is actually diaphragm when air enters through this when we breathe in air enters at that time and that goes to the lungs and lungs get filled with air lungs get filled with air the alveoli it has get filled with air and they get expanded and the lungs become bigger become bigger okay and when we breathe out students that time the air gets extracted from the lungs and the air in the lungs become less and lungs become smaller students can you see so when we breathe in and take in air at that time lungs become expanded and when we breathe out the air gets extracted and the lungs become smaller and with that there are also other movements you see the lungs get expanded here and the diaphragm is below that see okay see here and over here the lungs will only expand here when the diaphragm will move downwards right diaphragm moves downward so that some space become available and here the diaphragm moves upward as the lungs have already become smaller so there is some empty space okay so when we breathe in and breathe out at that time the movement of lungs occur in a way like this and diaphragm shows some movements too in fact students the rib cage also shows some movements when we take in the ear when we take in the ear when we breathe in at that time rib cage moves slightly to the outside when we breathe in air at that time rib cage moves toward the outside and our chest gets expanded okay and the rib cage goes slightly upward to a little bit upward so ribs move up up and out so our chest gets expanded and when we breathe out this rib cage goes inward toward the inside and also slightly to the bottom okay so our chest comes back our ribs move down and in inwards inwards so in this way when we breathe in and breathe out all the things that are inside the chest cavity the things that are inside the thoracic cavity those show movements then students we can see another thing over here rate of breathing what is the meaning of rate of breathing students we are inhaling the air and then exhaling it out in one minute students we do this around 15 to 18 times normally okay that means that means in one minute we take in air approximately around 15 times and we exhale the air around 15 times so that is called the rate of breathing but students if we are doing some physical activity like running dancing or exercising any kind of physical activity okay at that time the rate of breathing increases okay that means we start breathing in very fast as you may have experienced before if we run fast then we breathe very vigorously because we keep taking in and out the air very fast the breathing rate gets increased students and why does that increase you may understand because when we are taking in the air at that time oxygen is going in our body and with that oxygen aerobic respiration will occur and we will get energy with that oxygen aerobic respiration will occur and we will get energy when we are doing any physical activity at that time we need much more energy and for more energy more aerobic respiration should happen and for that the need of oxygen gets increased in our body okay that's why we start to breathe very fast so that our body gets more oxygen and it should get more oxygen so that more aerobic respiration can occur and the production of energy is more so whenever physical activity starts students breathing rate also increases and sometimes anaerobic respiration also gets started that we have studied earlier so students now let's talk about the alveoli in detail see alveoli are very small in size but the important point is they are of many numbers there are millions of alveoli in one human body 
and let me tell you one interesting thing suppose this is an alveoli which i have cut and the membrane i get from this i have made a sheet with that and the total amount of alveoli in the two lungs combined i cut all of them and made a sheet like this and i stitched them all together all in one so do you know students it will then make a huge sheet a real huge one near about the size of a tennis court or the size of a badminton court you may have seen that tennis or badminton courts are significantly large and these will form that huge of a sheet and that area will be approximately 80 square meters students the surface area in fact let me give you more idea about it so students see this diagram the sheet that we have made from the alveoli that is this and this is a gentleman so see in comparison of the size of a man how large the sheet is it's pretty huge right so in fact the thing i want to tell is the combined surface area of the of all the alveoli is pretty huge it has a very important significance too as if these alveoli were of small numbers then we would have taken a small amount of oxygen only we would have taken small amount of oxygen every time we breathe in if there were a small number of alveoli okay but as because there are a lot of alveoli their surface area is also large so when we breathe in we can take a lot of oxygen and for taking a lot of oxygen makes us do the aerobic respiration in large amount means the production of energy in our body is also very high which is very important for our body okay that is indeed very important for our body if the surface area of alveoli in our body was small then we would have taken small amount of oxygen aerobic respiration would have happened less energy would have produced less in our body and then we would have felt lazy all the time as because the energy would have decreased in our body okay so the large surface area of alveoli is actually very important okay students okay before we move on let's see a simple question that is very important from the examination point of view name the red pigment in blood okay there is some red pigment in blood the name of which we need to answer it is quite obvious that in blood there may be some red pigment because blood is actually of red color so it might have some pigment of a red color because of which blood might get its red color so name the red pigment in blood which plays vital role in carrying oxygen from alveoli to body parts so we have seen students how oxygen goes from alveoli to different parts of the body through blood okay so now we see there is a pigment of red color in blood which plays a very important role here what is its name students this is a frequent type question you should always remember that is hemoglobin there is a red pigment in blood that is called hemoglobin it plays a very vital role i can also tell you in brief that what happens however this is not so important at all see students what we have seen that blood comes from here carrying co2 and it goes from here carrying oxygen okay so what happened here that in alveoli inside alveoli the concentration of oxygen was high so the oxygen got diffused oxygen got diffused from alveoli to blood capillaries these are called blood capillaries and it came in these blood capillaries the oxygen got diffused from the alveoli from alveoli and comes to the blood capillaries because the blood capillaries are so thin and it's easy to get in through this now see students it comes inside the blood capillaries but the blood that is inside that needs to be mixed with this blood that needs to be mixed with blood and only then it can flow with the blood okay it needs to get mixed with blood so to get mixed in the blood hemoglobin helps it a lot if you can imagine and in this part hemoglobin has a very important role 
in mixing that oxygen into blood okay here we don't have the aim to study this in detail these are all parts of circulatory system we are just seeing this briefly over here that the oxygen that comes in the blood capillaries hemoglobin you can think that it mixes that in the blood so that wherever blood goes oxygen can also go along with it okay so students we can write here hemoglobin plays vital role in transport of oxygen in body through blood so students we have seen that in the process of respiration we human beings produce carbon dioxide so now we will see a small experiment here through which we can be convinced that our body actually produces carbon dioxide students see this is a very simple setup we have taken two test tubes okay we have put in a liquid in both of this which is called lime water and what is this liquid i will tell you see students here is a syringe we play with this in holi we have said that here like this okay and students here is a straw in which we are going to blow with our mouth okay so first of all let's see what is lime water what is lime water basically the lime water over here is nothing but water plus calcium hydroxide calcium hydroxide okay if we mix calcium hydroxide in water and the solution we get is called lime water students now you may think what is calcium hydroxide this is a chemical students you can get this in market you can buy this this is safe and is not at all dangerous you buy this chemical mix it with water and the solution you will get is called lime water or if your school has laboratory there you can also find lime water students so here we have put in that lime water lime water is colorless students colorless okay colorless just like water okay water is colorless water is also colorless and if we mix calcium hydroxide with it still it will be colorless okay now students with the help of this syringe what we are going to do we are going to add air in the lime water so here the air that goes inside that will be atmospheric air air from atmosphere air from atmosphere okay the air that we will add through this syringe that takes the air from the atmosphere and extracts it at this end okay air from the atmosphere will go into this lime water and students what are we doing here we are blowing here as we are blowing here as we are blowing here so from our lungs air will come out from our lungs and through this straw it will go into this lime water this is air from our lungs air from our lungs okay students so when you are doing this after a while you will see the lime water that is here will become slightly milky slightly milky and the lime water that is here will become much more milky highly milky it will become highly milky okay so what is the meaning of being milky let me tell you see this photograph over here students the liquid that you can see here in this first photograph that is actually lime water as i had told you that lime water is colorless okay in this test tube the lime water becomes slight milky means this one this one see this gets slight milky slightly milky slightly milky slightly milky and the lime water that is in this test tube students that gets much more milky see this one this one this is highly milky highly milky okay students so we have conducted this experiment and we have seen that the lime water that is over here becomes slightly milky when the air from atmosphere goes into it and the lime water that is over here that gets much more milky when the air that comes out of our mouth goes into it 
so what is being proved from these students so students carbon dioxide carbon dioxide has a property that when carbon dioxide passes through when passes through lime water carbon dioxide has such property that when it passes through lime water lime water turns milky turns milky it makes the lime water milky such is the property of carbon dioxide when we pass carbon dioxide through lime water at that time it reacts chemically with the lime water and for that reason lime water turns milky students so see here it becomes slightly milky and here much more milky from this what can be concluded from this we can conclude that here a little amount of carbon dioxide may have passed through less carbon dioxide and here it is much more milky that means more carbon dioxide has passed through more carbon dioxide passed so that means students the air that comes from the atmosphere contains less carbon dioxide and the air that comes from our lungs that contains much more carbon dioxide and how come it gets the extra carbon dioxide it gets the extra carbon dioxide as because of our body produces carbon dioxide students okay so the air that comes from our lungs has more carbon dioxide and for that reason more carbon dioxide goes into this lime water and it becomes more milky students okay so it is proved from this experiment that our body produces carbon dioxide 